Hello, and welcome to Treasure Trove, the place where you can come to listen about some really unique, obscure, and really games that were left behind compared to uh, either other games in the franchise or just in general in their genre. Um, I know it's been a couple of months since I've been able to record uh, between the move and a couple of other personal things. Uh, it was very hard to do so, but I am back. I'm ready. I have plenty of games to talk about, and today's is kind of apropos considering uh, Sony's E3 last week. Um, this week I'm going to be talking about the God of War Ghost of Sparta game. Now, God of War is a very famous franchise. It's one of Sony's major heavy hitters, especially from the action genre. Uh, if I remember correctly, made by David Jaffe, the... Uh, you know, made on the PS2, really made its headway with the gory, ridiculous combat, QTEs, and lots of nudity. Sometimes that makes you feel a little uncomfortable as you're ripping Harpy's tits off or whatever. Um, the reason why I picked Ghost of Sparta, uh, you'll be able to see as I continue forward, but it really has to deal with the fact that this is probably the most um, active the best storytelling in the franchise so far. Now, the new game coming out, the the soft reboot, so to speak, which is going to be set in Norse mythology and deals with Kratos' son, looks like it's going to top this for sure. But um, between the, the core franchise, 1, 2, and 3 on PS2 and PS3, there really wasn't a whole lot going on aside from the bare bones, Kratos is angry, he killed his family by accident, ready to take on the Olympians. Um, the Chains of Olympus, the first PSP game made by Ready at Dawn, same developer. Uh, these guys also recently made The Order 1886. Um, was a great game, and it really showed that God of War works on the PSP, even with the limited functionality uh, and control scheme of the PSP, uh, and even told its own fairly deep story. Um, but that was kind of all rushed at the back end of the game. Um, for spoiler alert, if you've not played Chains of Olympus, I'm going to talk about it now. Where Kratos meets his daughter uh, on the in, in Hades um, in hell there. And so that was really interesting. We actually saw Kratos sacrifice uh, spending eternity with his daughter, at least the little bit of uh, eternity left thanks to Persephone. But um, it really was kind of loaded to the back of the game, whereas Ghost of Sparta does a better job of expanding out the history of Kratos, the character of Kratos, giving him more of an emotional uh, underpinning rather than simply just screaming at people, um, and they spread it out throughout the game much better. So what is uh, the uh, Ghost of, of Sparta about? The Ghost of Sparta is about, uh, it takes place shortly after the original God of War game, and it follows Kratos chasing the dream of an imprisoned man. He sees this man who also has markings of his own, um, beard, disheveled, just screaming angry, I'm sure Kratos can relate. Um, and these dreams keep bothering him as he is the God of War. He's sitting on Olympus, he has attained everything he can want, but he decides that he's going to try and figure out what these dreams mean. So he goes in search of his mother, um, who basically tells him that Kratos has a brother. His name is Deimos, or Deimos, D-E-I-M-O-S, uh, and he is alive and the gods took him when they were young. So Kratos has flashbacks. You get to see him kind of growing up with his brother. Um, it turns out the prophecy of the marked one coming to overthrow Olympus has been around for quite some time. And Deimos also had the markings that Kratos would eventually adorn himself. So the gods had to pick one brother or the other, and they chose Deimos because he was the older brother. So it's Kratos' journey to move and find out his who his, who his brother is, 
see if he can save him, etc., etc. So a much better structure of story. There's more to it, and uh, there's also lots of interesting set pieces. Whereas um, Chains of Olympus had a couple of good spots here and there. Obviously, you travel down to hell, but you travel down to hell in like every other Ghost of, or God of War game. Whereas this had, we got to see Atlantis, um, which is a giant set piece that involves this battle with Scylla. We get to see King Midas. Like, there's lots of really good characters that weren't using the core story that we get to kind of use in this story, and it's so interesting. Uh, the gameplay, of course, is the similar hack and slash combat the series is well known for. Um, because of the shorter runtime, the game mechanics are much tighter in this sense, uh, and, it, and there's less to throw at the player. So, um, in starting in three, and then in Ascension, Kratos gets four main weapons. In the first and second game, he had three main weapons apiece. Um, this is lowered down to two, much like Chains of Olympus, which was also on PSP again. Um, so they kind of give it to you in pretty quick succession. Uh, Kratos uh, only receives these two weapons. He has the Blades of Athena at the beginning and then receives the second one, the Arms of Sparta, a shield and spear combo that really act unlike any other weapon Kratos has used before. Um, the closest thing is probably the Typhoon Spear uh, from the Typhoon Spear from the second game, but it really doesn't even act the same way. The, the shield allows Kratos to actually block enemy attacks, which is similar to parry, but a little bit more in-depth and also allows him to use that in environmental puzzles. Um, and the spear has a much quicker range of attacks than you'd expect, but it's not nearly as fast as the Blades of Athena, and they have a, a smaller actual range of hitting enemies. But still very interesting, and you can throw the spear, so you have your long-range weapon built into your short-range weapon. So it's a very interesting uh, secondary weapon that I think it's probably one of the better, uh, aside from everything in 3, because 3 just has the best weapons of the franchise. But um, There are also three separate magic spells to gather, um, and a rage meter ability that Kratos l gains along the way. Um, there are collectibles to pick up, powering up Kratos as well as godly possessions and multiple outfits. Uh, they've kind of become the staple of the game, but this is also before 3, if I remember correctly, or right after 3, one of the two. So they kind of built around that same framework, and it plays extremely well. The good thing about these two specific God of War games, the, the ones on PSP, the reason why I enjoy them so much is because they are tight experiences. They are very short. You can beat them in roughly 6 to 7 hours, um, which means the replay value is right on top of itself. You can easily run through the game again and again and again, picking up the godly items, uh, trying out the different uh, difficulty levels and, and different costumes that give you uh, certain advantages or disadvantages. Um, I think that it, the loop, the repeat loop, follows a lot better, whereas in the console versions, as much as I adore 3, I do think it's the best game in the franchise, it's still large enough that after one playthrough I'm done, I'm ready to put it down, I don't necessarily want to come back to it. And that's not a good or a bad thing, but I do kind of... Uh, I appreciate each game for their differences. The one for completing it all the way through one time, the other for giving me that drive to want to play over and over again. Uh, surprisingly enough, the limitations of PSP don't hinder the game at all. Since the series is pretty much always stuck with that fixed camera, it really helped it out on the PSP. And of course the QTs are back. Um, they fit in well enough, they're not too overbearing, but... They are part of the gripes of the franchise. I know people are kind of tired of them and want to get away from them. So it doesn't necessarily hold up super well in 2016 when it comes to that respect. But the combat and the story are still entertaining enough to definitely give it a playthrough. Um, for the development, um, according to Ready at Dawn's creative director, uh, Rue... 
Wirasiria. Oh my goodness, I should have practiced that. I apologize, that was really bad. Uh, the sequel to Change Olympus uses 100% of the PSP's power available to the developers. Uh, he has said this multiple times over the course of various uh, interviews, which I thought was kind of interesting, um, really pushing that power out. And you can tell the game looks really good, even running on a Vita, which you can buy it on today. It, it plays and runs extremely well. I actually just recently beat the game. Um, the reason uh, for placing the game between God of War 1 and 2 came from what Jan stated as a... Uh, Dana Jan, I'm sorry, the level designer from Chains of Olympus, um, stated as the most logical choice for a story to be told, quote, it seemed to make a lot of sense to fill in that void, end quote. Uh, Jan, uh, Dana Jan also uh, was the lead designer, uh, level designer for Chains of Olympus, but he eventually ended up taking over the uh, head director of the development over the course of the 23 months that it took for the game to be completed. Um, development of Ghost of Sparta overlapped with God of War 3, with the two teams often exchanging ideas. This collaboration led to the pivotal scene in Ghost of Sparta that provides the justification for uh, Poseidon's anger in the third installment of the franchise. I mentioned Atlantis, you've got to play to figure it out, but it's very cool. <clears throat> Interesting enough, the game was revealed by many by obtaining the Platinum Trophy in God of War 3. Uh, trophy owners were pushed towards the website... Uh, SpartanStandTall.com, which initially showed animation of torrential downpour and a meter which filled every time the player achieved a platinum. So uh, as players across the globe were achieving these platinums, this meter would fill up, and once the meter was filled, on May 4th, 2010, God of War Ghost of Sparta logo appeared, roughly a month before the full trailer reveal at E3 that year. Uh, the reception overall the game has been received fairly positively. It has a uh, Metacritic score of 86 at the moment. Most critics agree that there isn't a whole lot of new here, but overall it is enjoyable to anyone who has enjoyed this franchise so far. Um, many also pointed to the story being the deepest in the franchise with interesting backstory for Kratos, which I agree with wholeheartedly. Especially towards the tail end, there's some great ominous foreshadowing that works really well with the rest of the franchise. The game sold over 1.2 million copies over the course of 18 months after its release on November 2nd, 2010. Eventually put together with a Chains of Olympus as part of the God of War Origins collection on PS3, with trophies added and 60 frames per second resolution. Um, it's kind of interesting that they ended up packing this together and throwing it on there. I really wish they had done that with the Vita, because they did the God of War collection with 1 and 2, but not this... Whatever. Besides the point, still really cool, so if you have a PS3, if you have a PSP, or if you have a Vita, you have the ability to play this game, which is really cool, because, I again, I think it's one of the best, uh, definitely the, the most underrated game in the franchise. <laughs> Personally, again, I think it's, it's fantastic. It's got a great story, solid, fun mechanics. The God of War franchise has always had that good action hook, um, but I really think the... the the limitations of the PSP make the battles smaller, more intimate, but you get also get to use these new weapons again. the the the, uh, the arms of the yeah, the arms of Sparta, like that shield uh, spear combo, is super interesting. I had a lot of fun playing with that. Um, and the Midas scene is probably one of my favorite scenes in the franchise, hands down. It is super cool. You have a little bit of interaction with QTs, but overall, it's very much. Um, scripted uh and very very fucked up it's great i love kratos in that scene i love what yeah you you have to play but um it was free on ps plus last month um i kind of screwed up i should have tried i got this out early but with e3 coming i really didn't want to try and throw in something in there so it's still available it's like 15 bucks 
maybe even less now on the PS Vita. You can buy it as part of the God of War Origins collection for PS3 for roughly 20 bucks, and you can buy it on PSP and UMD, however you want to. I definitely recommend it. Again, like that five to seven hour ratio, so it's really quick to go through, perfect to play through. I definitely think you should enjoy it. If you like action games, you like God of War, it's definitely one to pick up. So that is all for this week. Uh, I appreciate you listening. And again, sorry for such a long gap. It will not, well, I won't say it won't happen again, but it won't happen again for a while. I have everything kind of flowing. I've got game ideas coming out. Uh, This is a little bit of a shorter episode because I wanted to just make sure I had something available. But I will uh, bring next week with something, I'm sorry, next two weeks with something a little bit more interesting and a little bit wackier. You have to wait till then. While you wait, you should go play Zero Time Dilemma. It came out this past Tuesday. It was yesterday. So I highly recommend it. I'm playing it right now. As a matter of fact, that's what I'm doing. I get off the podcast. I'll see you later. <laughs>